On this week's Big Tech Show, when will cars safely drive themselves on our streets? And who in Ireland is providing the technology to help them do that? We talk to one of the country's biggest automotive autonomy entrepreneurs. I have BMW Drive Assist in my own vehicle and it is much, much safer because we are all prone to distraction, especially when we're on the motorway from Limerick to Dublin, for example. We've all been there where you actually forgot a whole section of the road. So I would say if you take it from a safety perspective and it does allow you to kind of relax. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Shachtan and Indo Askeliga. Time imon irukti yen of chakt erachor. Agus suligam a makan sha gurfeder erachor inuik kiart len of winter thing. Skilti fis turmi. Tashi dochrecha nach vetoch ara igornamyan on kestin ekol. Vien talam aginam griv orkar nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily. Right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones and the $1 billion hoax. Do you feel responsible for what happened to the Sandy Hook families? Yes, I killed the children. But beyond that... I no, mean, I went in that school, I pulled a gun out, and I shot every one of them myself. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'm guilty. It's true. No, but I'm, no, no, let's just... Do I feel responsible that someone on, on played shoot-em-up video games on a bunch of drugs went and killed a bunch of kids and then the internet questioned it and I covered that? No, I don't feel responsible and I don't apologize anymore. You know, it's not easy to drown out the ramblings of American shock jock and right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Hey, listen, I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. Okay, our government, the U.S., is building FEMA camps. We have an NDAA where they disappear people now. You have this arrest for public safety, life in prison. You are the worst person I've ever interviewed. No, no, it's you. are watching the Sunday politics. We have an idiot on the program today. But last week, a Connecticut court came pretty close when it ordered him to pay damages of $965 million. That's just shy of 1 billion euros to families of those killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting, a massacre and atrocity which Jones has long claimed never actually happened. Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and in today's episode of the Indo-Daily, we're looking at the man behind these lies, the InfoWars website that churns out his endless conspiracies, and look at whether last week's verdict will finally hold Alex Jones and others like him accountable for their actions and their words. Joining me today is the Irish Independence tech editor, Adrian Weckler. A jury in the U.S. state of Connecticut has ordered the conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay damages of almost a billion dollars after he falsely claimed that a school shooting in 2012 was a hoax. And he said, this must be what hell's like. They just read out the damages, even though you don't got the money. And that's what he's going through right now, Alex Jones. He also said he's not going to stop. He said they want to scare us away from questioning Uvalde or Parkland. We're not going away. We're not going to stop. 
Adrian, for people who maybe aren't all that familiar with this lawsuit, can you remind us of what it's all about? Yes, there was a mass shooting in an elementary school in Connecticut called Sandy Hook in 2012. 26 people were killed, including 20 children. The perpetrator was a man called Adam Lanza. It was one of the most disturbing mass shootings in US history. But a well-known, if infamous, um, radio shock jock and podcast host called Alex Jones weighed into it, claiming that the event had been faked and was an inside job and actors were perpetrating uh, what was what we knew to be an awful atrocity. Alex Jones is a broken, fearful little man on the inside, and he uh, is not happy unless other people are as afraid as he is. Alex Jones is a well-known conspiracy theorist. He's best known for, you know, saying things like the moon landings never happened or the September 11 attacks were an inside job. And because of Americans, America's free speech laws, which are a lot more extreme and libertarian than those in Europe, um, he managed to build quite a uh, radio and uh, podcast and online broadcasting empire based around these conspiracy theories. Um, and that has been going on for well over uh, a decade. And this is the first time that his views have really been brought to account. Um, the Sandy Hook uh, massacre really shocked Americans and the world. And it, I, it's the first time really that a, the court system has really brought somebody like Alex Jones into the fold and uh, and made him pay and pay big. He's he's in hock now to the tune of a billion dollars. And what does that mean, Adrian? I mean, a billion dollars. Will he, will he actually cough up and and pay this out? Look, Hallie, my jaw is on the floor here. I I this is an amount of money that he cannot make up. Um, and he knows that, and that's what he's saying right now. He's obviously telling people to go buy some supplements or whatever, but this is there are no amount of supplements that are going to make up that level of money. Well, it, it's actually unclear how much of it he can afford to pay. There was a an adjacent trial in Texas where he was sued over these remarks. And during that trial, um, one economist testified that he and his company were worth as much as $270 million. Other court documents from that trial suggested that at his peak in 2018, he was making around $800,000 a day from his online Infowars um, site and and and, and empire, um, we know we do know that at one point he was paying himself five and six million dollars a year. However, the verdict was for almost a billion dollars, nine hundred and sixty something million dollars in, in damages to be paid to the victims' families of the Sandy Hook massacre. I don't even know if I can speak to the moment, just like for myself, because. I was so concentrated on what this meant for everybody that was has been in this with me. And remember that it's not just the families that are on this lawsuit that have been victims of Alex Jones. There are numberless amount of people in this country, even his own listeners, that have fallen victim to Alex Jones. So I think this number represents more than just us. I think what the jury came back with today represents the amount of damage that he has done to us as families of Sandy Hook to other people 
and to a nation. Now, Alex Jones has said that he has little intention of paying this while the verdict was being read out. He was live streaming. He wasn't in court and he was mocking the verdicts as they were coming in. Um, you know, he was saying that uh, this was all just uh, kind of ridic- ridiculous and a show trial and they'd never get the money. So um, it is clear that they will get something, but uh, it may not be the full billion dollars. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the live streaming there, Adrian, and indeed the the amount of money Alex Jones uh, makes from that particular website, uh, Infowars. And we can come back to that in a little bit because he's he's essentially mouthing off about everything and anything, uh, whether it's this kangaroo court, as he referred to this particular defamation trial. But he's also, he's also trying to sell supplements as well to those who are tuning into it. But can we go right back now? Will you tell me a little bit about Alex Jones, where he comes from and how he has achieved this notoriety now and these bonkers theories? Yeah, well, he was born in Texas in 1974. He moved to Austin in 1991, which is the most liberal city in Texas. Um, he enrolled in community college, but dropped out there and started to broadcast on Austin's public access radio station. Around that time, he picked up a book by a guy called Gary Allen called None Dare Call It Conspiracy. It's a 1970s book. And the thesis of that book essentially is that socialism is a plot to enslave the world. And it's not actually a movement of you know the downtrodden or the working class, but it's actually something that's put in place and imposed on others by the wealthiest of classes. So this is where he gets his animus for the Hillary Clintons and the Wall Streets and the Goldman Sachs. If you look into any of his conspiracies, it's never two or three steps away from him claiming that you know, a bunch of you know Illuminati types are pulling the strings and 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 fooling the rest of us. His first big um, foray into conspiracy theories was the Waco siege, which was in the early 90s. And that was where 76 members of the Branch Davidian religious cult led by, uh, led by David Koresh in Texas. They died in a fire uh, under siege from the US uh, ATF, which is the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms Division. Jones claimed that that was the government that was behind the attack. And that was significant because the, f- the fallout from that started, you know, trickled down and started to lead to other events. For example, Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City, bom- the Oklahoma City bomber um, from 1993, that, that event killed 170 people. He yeah, cited the Waco siege as a motivating factor for him. Alex Jones, of course, said that the Oklahoma City bombing, again, was orchestrated by the government, uh, You know, claimed it was an inside job. He knew that he was gaining traction with these theories because there's always going to be an audience for that kind of thing online. So he started this service called Infowars in 1999. And that really has been the best example of, you know, conspiracy theories, outrageous um, uh you know, views uh, on uh, massacres and and events uh, that we've seen yet on the internet. And, you know, you mentioned the Oklahoma bombing and his conspiracy theory there. there, And he he talks an awful lot about this new world order who are out to basically deceive uh, the good of the common people. And every every 
pretty much everything is a conspiracy uh, where Alex Jones is concerned. Can you talk to me about some of the, the craziest theories he's had over the years? Because we've had everything from uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton uh, smelling of sulfur to uh, gay frogs to the weather being controlled. Yeah, I mean, he has gone off on some crazy tangents. Whether or not this is him being real or not, we're not sure. The, in his uh, in a custody suit uh, that he was involved in over his kids, his lawyer claimed that much of what he said on Infowars was performative and that he was playing a role. But to those crazy things that he has said, you mentioned uh, the Clintons and the Obamas there. He went on a big tangent claiming that he had heard from security detail for the Clintons and for the Obamas that they smell like sulfur. And he uh, claimed that security detail were scared because they suspected the Obamas and the Clintons were actually demons. There's a, a guy on the radio who apparently Trump's on his show frequently. He said, me and Hillary are demons. Said we smell like sulfur. One of the most notorious things he got involved with was a thing called uh, Pizzagate. Now, you probably have heard reference to this. This was a conspiracy, essentially, that pizza places were being used as covers for pedophile rings. They go to these pizza places. There's like satanic art everywhere. And this was part of an anti-Clinton campaign because in, in March 2016, 2016, of course, being the year that Trump was elected, um, the personal email account of Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, a guy called John Podesta, was hacked and WikiLeaks published uh, his emails. Now, the proponents of this Pizzagate conspiracy theory say or claim falsely that those emails contained coded messages that connected several high-ranking Democratic Party officials and U.S. restaurants with an alleged human traffic, uh, human trafficking and child sex ring. And, and one of them was, was this uh, um, uh, establishment called the Comet Ping Pong Pizzeria in Washington. And th that became known as Pizzagate. Um, and that is crazy. But there were, it got just ab about enough traction possibly to influence swing voters. Hillary Clinton went into that election as the absolute clear favorite. She was narrowly beaten uh, by Trump. So the the craziness, um, and although it was completely marginal, it may have been a devastating marginal effect. His theories, you know, you can you can kind of smile and smirk and think it's all bonkers and sure who would believe that. The problem is that a lot of people actually believe what he is spouting, Adrian. But the Sandy Hook uh, claims he made, you know, that it was all a hoax. I mean, this is terribly serious and devastating to the families. It's not just that the theories themselves were very hurtful and harmful uh, to those parents to listen to, but they themselves then also came under attack from Alex Jones's online conspiracy community and acolytes and followers who believed what he said, that this was all a campaign just to try to suppress their gun rights. Um, they all got riled up, they got angry, and they started sending death threats to some of the parents of the, the, the Sandy Hook kids um, who had passed away in that massacre. So it had very, very serious uh, consequences. And that was really the motivating uh, spur to actually get them to take action through the courts.
and it, it is quite frightening what people were believing. You know, he he was he's telling people that, uh, you know, the the families you saw um, grieving outside of the school on the day of the so-called shooting were all actors hired basically to play a role, all part of a, of, of a government conspiracy. You have families in this courtroom here that lost children, sisters, wives, moms. This is this a struggle session? Are we in China? I've already said I'm sorry hundreds of times, and, I, and I'm done saying I'm sorry. I didn't progenerate this. I wasn't the first person to say it. American gun owners didn't like being blamed for this as the left did, so we rejected it mentally and said it must not be true. And but I legitimately thought it might have been staged, and I stand by that, and I don't apologize for and, it. And, and don't apologize, Mr. Jones. Please don't apologize. No, I've already apologized to the parents over because and over again. Because we know your objection. I don't apologize to you. Objection. Don't apologize objection. to you. You're going to do it again. Objection, yeah, uh, absolutely. This is a common theme in his general theories. It, you know, September 11th, inside job, the Boston bombing, um, you know, staged by the FBI, the shooting of Arizona Congresswoman Gabby Giffords in 2011, a government mind control operation. He is playing on a theme that is popular in some parts of America. I remember working in Wyoming in 1993 in Yellowstone Park. And the girl I was going out with at the time was very nice, excuse me. But she started to talk about things like black helicopters and the government surveilling her and citizens' rights to own guns. And I I thought it was kind of eccentric. In the months and years that passed since then, I could see a radicalization uh, taking shape, and I could. That's that's exactly the kind of febrile, suspicious community that Alex Jones saw that he could make money out of. And we saw all these theories grow legs during the pandemic as well, when more and more people were finding their information online. And this brings us to to InfoWars, which is a bizarre place if you ever go to it, Adrian. Um, you know, on the one hand, you, you have Alex Jones, you know, uh, appearing very angry, as you say, you know, almost performing, um, telling people absolute nonsense. And then he'll throw in, you know, buy my supplements. What we know is that Alex Jones is motivated by profit. He's not motivated by truth or any of the stuff that he actually says. What he's trying to do is prey on his audience's fears in order to get them to buy products, as you just saw. Yeah, that's a very common thing among a lot of the, you know, alt-right or right-wing spaces, even some of the mainstream ones. If you go on to, you know, uh, some of the uh, slightly more radical alternatives to Fox News, for example, online, you look down the side, most of the ads are for things like vitamin supplements, pills that will make you strong, um, powders that will in- increase your virility, uh, all of that kind of stuff. And if you, Alex Jones, not only did he host those ads, he actually made them. He actually did segments and still does where he'll film himself talking about the benefits to a certain potion or benefits of a certain uh, medicine that can, you know, improve your life, make you feel stronger, et cetera, et cetera. And regrettably, the kind of audience he has, they absolutely lap it up. And he probably makes has made more money from that than anything else. Does this verdict have any real meaning for uh, Alex Jones, his his uh, bonkers theories and Infowars itself, Adrian? 
Yes, it does for Alex Jones in that he's been humiliated and not just publicly shamed because that's an overrated measure of justice in the online world. You and I might think that such and such a bad actor has received his comeuppance and that'll teach him. It doesn't. That's not the way the internet works. The internet is very much divided into tribes and silos and one man's shamed um you know, charlatan is another's uh, hero and freedom fighter. What's most important is that the effect of the law has come down on top of Alex Jones. So it doesn't really matter now um, how much he fumes against this trial. The precedent has been set and others can now uh, take action against him for, for, for similar, similarly offensive and untrue things uh, that he is saying. As to the wider question about whether or not it makes people like him more accountable, that's still to be determined. Like the US is very, very different from Europe and Ireland when it comes to you know, interpretation of, of acceptable and free speech. And you only really have to look at you know people like Elon Musk and Twitter and the fears over what might happen there if and when Elon Musk buys Twitter. There's just a very, very different mindset. Their mindset is we will, you know, you should be able to tolerate even painful, even hurtful, even outrageously dangerous speech at times uh, to protect the, the idea of free speech in general. It's a very, very different balance to the one that we have in, because Europe has been racked by uh, arguably far more uh, genocidal uh, and, and dangerous issues arising from speech than uh, the US uh, has. Um, but, you know, will the internet be a calmer, more civilized place after this trial? It probably will. But you have to be conscious that it took Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Spotify years to ban Alex Jones for spreading these conspiracy theories. And the world is becoming a more polarized place online. Um, you know, for every uh, for every Alex Jones that's banned from uh, Twitter, you know, there's a you know a different online uh, group on on some other uh, online platform that will support him. So um, we can only hope that it civilizes the place a bit more. And my thanks there to the Irish Independence tech editor Adrian Weckler. I'm Siobhan McGuire, and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced and researched by myself with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from ABC News, the Law and Crime Channel, MSNBC, CNN, the BBC's Sunday Politics Show, Infowars and the Alex Jones Show, Channel 5 with Andrew Callaghan, The Guardian, WatchMojo.com, ITN and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.